Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Dungeons and Junkies presents Tales of Meridian, episode 4, Breaking and Entering. And welcome back to Dungeons and Junkies. I'm Alex, and if I'm blabbling on, it obviously means I'm in the DMC, which means we're back in Tales of Meridian. Still getting used to that one. But it would be rude of me not to go around the table and introduce everyone before we begin. So why not start with the Chad? Hello! I'm Chad, and today I will be playing everyone's new favorite, Earth Ganassi, Mastermind Rogue, Amadeus Bolazzo Kamata. My guy, it's my guy he is. Next, over to the Matt. Uh, yes, I am Matt, and I am playing Anya the Bard. Um, she is a very elegant human. She's always carrying me to be intimate with her. She's known to be somewhat promiscuous, shall we say? But her dad doesn't know about that, so it's all right. What a lady of many talents she is. Oh, Next. Yes. Next, the Kerry. Hello, it is me, the Kerry, and allow me to introduce my character who's somewhat side-eyeing the Lady of the Night. <laughs> I'll be playing Azrael Arelwin Azalea. The very small, very... Socially unfiltered Erganassi with their adorable fake companion, Cicero. Oh, wonderful bunch they are. And now time to break the order of A's, the Caitlin. Can I cancel Matt for his terrible, terrible content? He's saying <laughs> heathenous things in the Zoom chat again, audience. Bad, I, Matt. Yeah, Matt is banned. Matt is cancelled. Oh, cinnamon roll. Yes, I'm playing the character that doesn't begin with A, though his last name begins with A, so if you really want the theme, call him by his last name. I play Nathaniel Aegis, who is a... Why is Matt the centre focus now? I'm trying to introduce my character, you little shit! Hey, Matt! What are you doing? And now we can't even talk! That wasn't me, I don't know what happened. Bruh. I'm Nathaniel. I'm an I'm an Azamar. I'm an Azamar Ranger. And you know, I'm in the complete opposite of the child. The sassy child. I am a six foot four boy who's here like I'm surrounded by idiots. And what a swell dude he is. So, to get to the recap of what happened last time. So, last time, we followed a group of individuals who 
eventually met in an alleyway by chance. We have the short child and her fae dragon companion. We have the slut who <laughs> as a son, I can't say that word about giggling. The human the human woman. Thank you. Thank you for the interruption, Matt. The tall winged boy with a bow. And the guy with the most interesting voice in a suit. By chance, they all met in an alleyway as these weird shadowy creatures attacked. After dealing with the shadowy creatures, they were offered a job, or an offer anyway, by someone known as Edmund Hughes, a human who is recently come in the area to help a friend of his. After giving it some thought, they decided to hear him out and go see this friend of his, see what this job is. So they spent the night in town and headed over to a mansion the next morning where this friend was. After an interesting encounter with one of the um, workers of the house, they eventually went outside to meet the owner of the property and the person given who has the job offer, where they bumped into an individual called Adam Salier. But continuing on from that point, um, as he finishes um, giving you all a handshake and you all finish introducing yourselves, Adam looks as if he's about to talk, but then just checks over the walls to and keeps an ear out. Even though it's dead silent here, there still seems to just be a paranoia to his expression before he um, pipes up as he picks up his cane from the um, su side of the um, fountain next to him. <clears throat> right. Let's talk about this offer. We'll go into my office where there's no bright eyes. That he... Um, walks past you and starts to head into the house. A bit slow on his feet, but surprisingly in good shape for his age. Uh, Amadeus today decked out in a three-piece red suit uh, with a white undershirt and a bright, like, yellow tie. Uh, Why, of course, I will follow you wherever this business deal is going down. I do not wish to worry any of our compatriots, but is this a sensitive matter? Well, when you've lived as long as I have and dealt with the kind of people I have, you always end up sleeping with a dagger by the side of your bed. Tell me about it. Well um, then, please, lead the way. I gives you a nod and continues into the house. And you will follow. Okay. What about, what about um, I'm trying not to say your old names. 
What about Nathaniel in Azrael? What are you two up to? Probably just following the others. Uh, you muted, Caitlin. Nathaniel just waits till the small one goes first and then takes up the rear. Because he doesn't like this old man. Um, as he leads you back into the house, he heads up to heads up a staircase to the left-hand side, leading you across this empty yet quite decadent living space for turning left in, walking you all into an office. Um, Nathaniel, can you just make me a perception check quickly, please? Five fourteen. Yeah, DC was ten, so that's the path. Um, obviously, you're a bit on edges, as with given history. You, this name is, while it's relatively, well, it, information is relatively limited. You, this name does ring a bell, and you can tell. You can tell the paranoia on this man is real, especially as, like, you walk into this office and while it, they don't look to try and be very hidden, you do just see, like, the odd dagger tucked away next to um, some bottles in pistol hidden here and there. It's, it's very clear that he's ready for any kind of ambush, or at least is trying to be. Oh, no. And if you want to drink, I, I know it's early, but sometimes it's, and drinking in the morning's good. Got any milk? Yeah. I think it agrees with that. Um, cold sphere. Yes, sir. What kind of what kind of milk? I think I've only I... got semi-skinned. If that works. I can get it myself. Don't worry about it. Codsphere is capable of doing it. Well, if you're offering, yeah. can I have some champagne as well? As I was saying before that one interrupted me, I don't really like the idea of exploitation. Can I get it myself? Of course, Codsphere can show you where to go. I apologize. Oh, absolutely. Just follow me and I will show you the way. Oh, Azrael does the watching you gesture at Anna. Champagne, please. Of scotch. I'm afraid I've only got scotch or bourbon. I haven't got any. Champagne's not my thing. <sighs> I mean, okay, and I, I guess a scotch will do fine. Is there, is there, is there, is there like some leather chairs or something in here? Is there? There's a scene. He'll pour, um, he'll just pour the three of you each a small glass just in case and pops them down on the side as he goes back to pour himself one. Um, as real as you're, um, led through the house by this, like, six foot six warforged who is very chipper despite the fact that. He has no emotion on his face. He leads you through this complex house where you um, 
head back into the kitchen where you see Edmund in um, the other maid, Breeson, finishing up um, the tea that they were making for the group. As he turns around and gives you a nod and constantly leads you into the kitchen. The milk is in that cupboard there. Thank you. Azrael's just going to take the hot carton or bottle or whatever it comes in back then. <laughs> this is not a problem. I am happy to help. Straw. And they're going to find the assist. rest of the group. Oh, okay. Goodbye. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy the weather. As he just stands there, sort of like emotion emotionless and still. As you um as you come back into the office, um Edmund brings up is quite close behind you as he brings up a um like a tray of tea with him. He closes gives gives the door shut behind him. Right. So, I've been looking for some individuals for a job. It's not one that comes without risk, obviously, though. But if you're interested, it pays well. This town has had a problem for the past five years. After a year and a half, it went quiet, but in the last 20, 30 days, it's become a problem again. Recently, there's been disappearances. I mean, it's always been a thing in this town, but these disappearances, they're different. People disappear without a trace. All that's left is just a magical aura that's is there for about a day afterwards. But... What also makes it strange is that it only ever seems to be humans who disappear. What? Most particularly women. In the past five or five or so years that this has been happening, about four of them were men, but the rest have just been human women. And it's about, I have found information recently and came upon a confirming factor that it might be the mayor of this town. I don't I'm sure you guys have heard of him, if any of you are local. His name is Alakir, or Alakir Morin, to be exact. He's he came over here from Autovia and was Quite a skilled swordsman back in his day, still is, but obviously when he was elected mayor after our last mayor passed away, he put all of that to the side and focused on the town, which he's done a great job in doing, but he's always ignored the disappearances and straight out refused to talk about them or make a statement now that it's returned. I, with some recent evidence I found, I have reason to believe that he might be a part of the plot that people are disappearing. The 
job I'm offering isn't a case of capturing him or bringing him in. It's it's a job offer to gather evidence on this situation, if you're interested. And if you have any questions, I'm happy to answer them if I can. Uh, Amadeus is sitting in one of the leather-bound chairs with his one of his legs crossed over the top of his other leg, kind of holding the glass of scotch, just staring intently at this man. So you are not asking us to take down the mayor ourselves. You are just looking for the ammunition to take him down yourself. That is correct. I must ask right away. Why do you wish to see the mayor fall? Name your persuasion check, please. Uh, that is only an 11. He, he just keeps eye contact with you for a good five, ten seconds or so. Is There's just like a mixture of emotion on his face. It's, um, I lost someone to this disappearance. The string of disappearances. Someone who was I was close with was lost. Never found a trace of them again. So that's why this is personal to me. Follow up question. Um, what have you got so far, which is making you suspect the mayor? Because the same as have turned you on to him in particular. There's, I have two things. One is behavior patterns from the mayor. And the other thing is written evidence from his assistant. This letter was sent to me about 10 days ago. Is he um, puts a letter on the um, table in the middle of the um, office for you that has like an official mayor seal on it. I see. Has it been opened? Oh yeah, it's been opened. Okay. May I? Cool. That's why I put it there. Cool. Of course. Oh, and it opens it and, and begins reading. I'll put the letter in the chat as Anna, you begin to read this letter. Mr. Celia, your meddling in M Mayor Morin's work has not gone noticed, and while the mayor has asked me to send a written warning, give me a chance of your solution. In the mayor's upperclassmen's club, and his warehouse is where you'll find the proof of investigated crimes. Bring your evidence to my office at 11pm. When everyone else is left for the evening, and I'll take the information to. I, I can't. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't. Luen. I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I don't speak troll. Sorry. Um. Um. Who will be able to expect Alikia once and for all, Mr. Rowan Gray? Okay. Well. Um, 
Anya and Azriel will recognize that name as Rowan Gray is um, the mayor's assistant. He has been for about three years. He does a lot of the um, written reports in general, like messages that come from the mayor. And a lot of rumors say that he writes a lot of the mayor's speeches, but it's never been proven. Um, can we keep hold of this, or do you want it back? I prefer to hold on to it, just in case. Okay. Nathaniel, from where he's, he's got like his back to a corner, so no one can sneak up on him. He did not accept a drink, <laughs> and is kind of looking at this and going, "You realise this is incredibly convenient." Well. You recently lost someone, and then all of a sudden the mayor's assistant contacts you and says, Here, there's evidence over here. Bring it to me when there are no other witnesses around. And I can deal with this. Which very much sounds like a... Go get the incriminating evidence that will probably also incriminate me if I look into it too much, and then I'll murder you when there's no witnesses, and to clear up the problem. I can see that scenario. I... The person who I lost was about five years ago when this first happened. Alakir Morin has something to do with this, and to... I know that for sure, but to... Try and ease your mind. I don't trust a lot of people. I don't trust the mayor's assistant. I don't trust you. I don't trust any of you. I trust my maid. I trust Edmund. I've had a lot of reasons not to trust people. Edmund says that I need help from more than just him to try and fix this problem. And while I'd rather keep this job to myself, for myself to sort. I am getting too old for this, and hundreds of people have suffered already from this. These disappearances just get more frequent again. It's... There's something much bigger going on. And I'm tired of people suffering and losing loved ones because of this. Okay. Given that um, you were no vandal, right? Talking to me? I'm with respect. Yes. Um, she um, and you like brushes her hair away as they like um, trying to not look intimid intimidated or intimidating at any point. His wings complete... fluff up a little bit. <laughs> they like you were. Because of the very valid points that he has made, um, what's the pay like for this? Because all of a sudden, this seems like a lot more of a dangerous job than you than your friend made out. Especially for you, Anya, was it? That's my name. Yeah, yeah. Only human, and a woman. Yeah. 
maximum that I have in place is for 2,000 gold. I am willing to up it in certain situations and assuming that this goes well, I have an additional offer that's worth far more than the weight of the gold that I'm giving you. Okay, so that's 2,000 gold each. Wonderful. Split. 2,000 gold for the job. And if it goes well, I have something additional to offer on top. Okay. Well, if it's just getting information, I'm more than happy to help get information. But I can't speak for the others here. Takes a long slug of her, of her, of her scotch. Understand if I understand this job obviously does not come without risks, and should something happen, I will do all within the power and the wealth I have to clear you of any issues that might occur. But I understand if this job is not for you. Amadeus's violet eyes haven't... He's just been staring at Adam this entire time. And just kind of swirling the scotch in his glass, not actually taking a drink of it. Well, if this is a simple retrieval mission, then of course I would be more than happy to help you. If this does become something more, then of course our terms will have to be reconsidered. But I will offer my assistance in this endeavor for you, sir. What of you two? As I said, I understand if this job is not for you. If you have any more questions that I'm able to answer, then I am happy to answer them for you. But I will not push you into this job if it's not for you. It's not that I'm saying no. I'm just wondering why us specifically. That was more Edmund's doing. As he points to Edmund, who's um, sipping a cup of tea in the corner, listening to this conversation go by. If I could have it my way, I would just have me, Edmund, and my um, guard, Codsphere, do this. But Edmund claims that I'm getting too old for this, even though I could still be Unify Edmund. And Codsphere stands out too much, so he reckons that him and help from people on the outside would be more discreet and go better. That doesn't answer my question at all, but okay, sure. Um, for what it's worth, if this becomes too much, I'm not interested in the reward. I will be bailing. I understand. Personally, finances don't affect me as much. I live a different lifestyle. But my main concern here is the people who have gone missing. And whatever the fuck those shadowy things were that ironically brought us all here. 
So, yes, you may want to take down the mayor, and yes, you may want to do this through a war of information and politics, but if it's a choice between the information and a potential civilian, I'm picking the civilian and fuck you. I understand. And what what do you mean by shadowy creature? Well, I don't know these lot. I literally met them last night in the middle of a fight. <laughs> Woman got attacked. I followed the trail of blood. Edmund here led me to where the creature had run off to, which was outside a pub. And we took them down, but they were weird husk shadow things with eyes and... They weren't normal. Did they seem natural or magical? They seemed more magical than beast. Even he seems a bit thrown off by that. That's new entirely. Alright. I'll look into what I can find with that. Today is probably the best day for this. Is he, um, goes to his desk picking up a, um, book that's set on the end of it. As he brings over and opens it up to, um, reveal a town map printed in this book so Mr. Gray has pointed me in two locations uh, obviously this town is well known for its importing and exporting all across Meridian and Ortovia he has a main warehouse to the left of the town that leads to port right here it's the biggest warehouse in town. It's hard not to miss. And he also, on the east side of town, has a um, upperclassmen's club known as the Equinox. It's a it's a men only black tie sort of club, full of bricks and people who I would knock the shit out of if I went there myself. Women are allowed in there, but they have to be. They have to be escorted by a man. It's old-fashioned, full of, as I said, full of pricks. It's it is invitation only, but if you have a membership card or can forge one, then they'll let you through the front door. If not, then Alakir's office, I believe, is to the back of the building upstairs. It does have a balcony, so if you're sneaking in, the balcony might be the best way in there. As for the guards at the warehouse, well, it's the day after celebration day. Guards are going to be on shorter numbers. Is people are going to be too drunk and not bother turning up to work? So that should be lighter than normal. Hmm, okay. 
Do you have a membership card or not? I began forging one. It's not quite finished. As he pulls out the um, card, it's another half hour. I should be able to finish this. But it's relative. The guy at the front counter is a bumbling idiot. He'll, he won't pick up a fake from a reel. Okay. What do you guys think? Am I going to be able to get past the front door of this place? Again, five foot four looks like a child. I've got some. I've got a disguise kit. Maybe maybe make you look a little bit older. Hmm. That's all I say to that and go back to drinking my milk. I'm sure it's in this guy's kit, but I'm guessing I'm guessing there's makeups and I'm guessing that like I'm guessing that I've got stuff like I can like put lifts in shoes and things like that. But I'm not I'm not entirely sure I, I could do uh, it, the limitations for this guy's kit, I'm sure. In the end understand that. Anya will have to be escorted if you went through the front door. Well, that's not an issue. We have a couple of gentlemen here. I mean, I can get onto the balcony pretty easily. Mm. Kind of oh. nods at the fucking wings. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, if you want, I can be a distraction. At this, at this point, she poses against the chair. Oh, dear lord. Please do not do that near me, ever. I didn't, I didn't pose, I didn't say how you posed in fairness. It dead. was the face you made, Matthew. It was very much the I've shat myself and don't want to smell it kind of pose. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Offcoming 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone bring your sluttiest character. <laughs> well, they don't actually have one. God, I'm going to run a one shot one day and you lot are all going to bring like the full most promiscuous characters possible just to make me hate everything. Yes. <laughs> There's the person who put who put a dragonborn in leather chaps. Look, oh, you yeah. rolled a one, you deal with the consequences. <laughs> they were assless leather chaps, thank you. That's even worse. I drew that, and I drew a shambles with a lace thong to go with it. <laughs> I did not ask for that. <laughs> <laughs> the world did. <laughs> no, but you got it. <laughs> Actually, I guarantee Shambles. I was gonna say I guarantee Shambles always wear those assless chaps under his robes. <laughs> he probably never took them off again. Ew. So they became a second skin. Ooh. Yeah. And we wonder yeah. why I ended into the waste. Do Dragonborn shed their skin? I don't know. Probably. I mean These are the questions we ask ourselves. No, because you're not He lizard though. He lizard, dragon. but he not dragon. Hmm. You'd lose some scales. Like, he might, might molt some scales, but not like the full snake shed skin thing. Hmm. The Huantis shed their skin. Oh, God. These are the questions Nan. we ask. Nan! <laughs> I can't get me to work today. I'm shedding my face currently. <laughs> I can't go undercover, my face is falling off. 
I can just imagine that. You're, stand, you're standing in a club, just keeping an eye on everyone. Someone's talking to you, and your face just starts peeling. Like, oh, not again. The uh, membership card will not be an issue. I will be able to handle that without a problem. Is the evidence we're after potentially in both locations? What I've managed to gather from what he does in having people follow the mayor. He keeps information in his warehouse, his office in the club, and he also keeps it in his home, but his home is much better guarded than the other locations. It's not even worth trying to sneak in. And if you're caught breaking into one area, they will probably remove all evidence from the other one. So a two-pronged attack is probably the best strategy here. Prudent, for sure. Yes. And given it's the day after a massive party in the town, today might be the best day for it. Fine. Who goes where, then? Um... Well, as much as my disguising skills may be good, um, I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable by going into a club full of, well, as you put it, pricks. Um, Mr. Mr. Amadeus, would you... I can't believe I'm saying this. Would you... Would you accept me on your arm? If you are asking if you can accompany me to this club, why, of course, ma'am, you can accompany me. This, unfortunately, is not a business endeavor, though, so I will not be paying you for it. <laughs> your pardon, sir! Inspiration for Chad. Inspiration. I do apologize, ma'am. I did not mean to offend you in any I way. I am a bard, a performer. Thank you very, very much. I am not some two, some two gold slut. Thank you. I so do apologize, ma'am. The map, the way of you have been speaking these times and through your actions, I, I misconstrued what you have been doing with your life. I do apologize. I am, I am more than capable. Of finding a mate if I wish to. I choose not to. Well. Mate, my father would kill them. I do suppose that means that I am being accompanied by this fine madam to the club. You're not making it any better. Would the other two of you be willing to ascertain what we can find at this warehouse? Does it get me away from her talking about finding a mate? Yeah, I'm with them. <laughs> Milk drinking intensifies. <laughs> that goes on a t-shirt. <laughs> I'll pay you a tenner to wear a t-shirt and next DJX that says milk drinking intensifies. That, are you listening? Milk.com? That's your new Got Milk slogan. <laughs> Oh god, I'm, I'm, I'm ruined from the chat's fucking comments. I was fucking savage. <laughs> yeah.
As, as I said, Chad, you have inspiration. I will not be paying you, you fucking whore. You what? <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah. Don't tell Pearl, for God's sake. Oh. When do we go? Straight away, we've got some time. To you. This is, this is your mission. So it's entirely up to you. Okay. You say it's black tie, the inside of this place. Um, I'm guessing that sort of sharp suit would be fine. Let in or not? It's a it's a black tie then. Okay. So black, black tie place. They will you let you in. Have anything a, but a suit or a tunic. Do you have a less loud suit, Amadeus? No, but they'll let him. They'll let him in with that. I think what she's saying is she might be embarrassed by his red suit. I'm, I'm sorry, but um, this, this is this much red and yellow. It's 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 it's, it's it, wow. And what are you wearing? She is um she's clad she's clad in like in like green cloth and leathers basically. I'm just imagining. Atnia wearing a green cloth now, and leather. Being a green loincloth and nothing I'm, else. God. I'm thinking, um, it, it's basically like greens and leathers, basically. It basically, it, it's, fun, it's a functional outfit. It's a functional outfit. Think, uh, like a theme, for Caitlyn benefit, a female version of what Dob would wear. Means nothing to me. I will. I will send you pictures. Um, yes. Tunic with like a fur top. Well, if you two are sorting out what you want to wear to the club, it was Azriel, wasn't it? Yes. Nathaniel. When when do you want to do this? Soon as. Get it over and done with. It's fine with me. I mean, it's the sooner we do it, the more likely the guards are all still very hungover. Gee, this is the way to do things. So it's kind of when does the club open, or is it kind of an all-day, everyday thing? It's a six to six, so about two and a half hours ago they opened. Okay, so kind of. We'll make our move as soon as the dancing duo are ready. In case they in case they or we screw up and someone tries to dispose of the evidence. That's the first that's the first loop. Do you know where this warehouse is, Azriel? I'm not from here. But I actually know. Um as as you'd look at the map that he put in the uh, middle of the table, you can see the um, largest warehouse that's got a um, a um, mark drawn around it. it you, you know where that area is. You've delivered pretty close to there. Listen, I'll follow your lead on that, because I will just get us lost. Let's go. Azrael turns to the other two on the way out. To Amadeus. Your suit looks fine. And there's Anya. Please put something on. And then leaves. <laughs> Then on the way out to Nathaniel, 
My grandma said when manners were being handed out, I must have been in the toilet. <laughs> Nathaniel looks over his shoulder as he leaves and is like, don't die. <laughs> and then just leaves. And it's like, you know, you remind me of my elder sister. She also was probably reading a book when they gave out manners. I told not to talk to strangers, probably because I'll upset them. Oh, they'll, they'll declare war. As we all skips everywhere. Nathaniel's just following indulgently. <laughs> As the two of them head off, um, Edmund does come up to the table. Um, and Adam looks at him for a moment and then back to you two, gives you a nod before discussing with Edmund about a um, a shipment coming out of town. If you follow that shipment, see if they're going to the port or in another location, then report back to me. Don't get seen, and if you do get seen, just make your way back to town, we'll deal with it later. Alright. Good lad. As Edmund starts head out, he looks at the two of you. Well, good luck on your end, and hopefully this all pays off. As he gives you one last nod and heads for the door. All right, Dave. Yes, uh, Anya, I will meet you at the Floating Islands Hotel. I will have to change my suit. I do not wish to offend you in any way. I do have a darker suit I can put on for the evening. Yeah, I, blunt as, blunt as they were, I definitely think that I should definitely put on something more appropriate for a uh, black tie place. I find things in my mother's cabinet. Wonderful. Well, I will meet you then at the front of the floating island. That is where I am staying. I will see you there in about an hour. I do wish to ask uh, our friend here another question in private. if. You would be so kind. Uh, sure. I, I will, I will catch you later on. I'll, I'll meet you in an hour. Wonderful. I look forward to our evening. Yeah, just don't get too handsy. I promised I would not touch you in any way. They all say that. I'll see you later. And she walk, and I walk out the door. Flying on one hour. As Anya leaves the um, building, um, we see we see <clears throat> we see Nathaniel and Azriel heading in one direction. As Anya turns around, leaves the house and turns around the corner, they're immediately abducted for all their foul language and kidnapped, and they're gone forever. Just kidding. Anyway, as Anya leaves the room, um, it's just you and. Adam in this room, Amadeus. I could not uh, not notice your inspection into a shipment. Does this also relate to your issues with the mayor? This is his first shipment since the disappearances restarted. So I'm having Edmund sneak up in, check it out, see what it might be or where they're going because from what I gather they're heading in this direction which would take them up to Murky Marsh rather than head into the port which doesn't make sense because 
the only shipments that go that way are from the capital city. Uh, Amadeus will uh, reach his hand forward and as he does, kind of just flick his fingers and a business card will appear in his hand. I know you do not know me and you do not trust me yet, but my name is Amadeus Palazzo Kamata. I work for the Oasis Corporation. We look to do good in this world. And if you ever need any assistance in the surveillance or anything, and I'll hold out the business card. Yes, take the business card and get it. My office is always open. Feel free to send any form of communication. It will be relayed to me. You can always get in contact with me through my assistant, Celeste. Okay. For all the people who helped the tortles back when they were first attacked all those years ago, if I'm correct. Why, yes, that was one of the first things the Oasis Corporation had ever done. It was a wonderful gesture that we put forward, and thus the people have seen us in a favorable light, and we have always looked to show the people that we are just of that favorable light that they see us in. All right, well... Yes, all right, I'll make note of that. I am the representative in charge of this whole continent. I am the first of the corporation to be sent here, and I have been running it ever since. So if you need anything, please, do not hesitate to ask. The Oasis Corporation will do whatever it can to help you in this endeavor, if the people are truly being subjugated by this mayor. I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. And Amadeus will give a wide smile, his kind of slate gray skin with the veins of blues and greens running through it for extending his hand for a handshake. He gives you like one last examined look for a moment before taking your hand and giving it a firm shake, which once again, there's like a lingering there's a, like an unnatural lingering cold to his skin as he gives you a handshake. Whatever it is, it's not normal. I look forward to working with you, Adam. Well, I guess we'll see where this goes. And uh, Amadeus will give one more pump of the handshake before releasing and turning with his walking cane and striding confidently out of the office. As you leave, because there is about an hour difference between what the two of you are doing. We'll go follow um, Nathaniel and Nazriel first, as about half an hour passes since you left the property. Um, The two of you continue to walk up this hill, and about 120 foot down the road as the hill starts to decline again, down the bottom you do see a um, relatively big warehouse, maybe... 80 foot wide, 120 feet long. It's a big building, but from this distance, there doesn't look like a lot of guards around, so maybe what um, Adam was saying about obviously yesterday being a massive party, maybe a lot of people just decided not to turn up for work. Well, can we see any, like, guards out the front? With where you're standing, 
Um, you only see um, one guard stand out the front, relatively lightly armoured, nothing more than a sword and shield at his side. Is he just sort of lazily stands guard from this distance, looking like he would be anywhere else but here today? Mid. What's this warehouse look like? Is it one story, two story? It looks to be about three stories. It's about 20 foot tall. Before the roof, before like a um, triangular roof makes up the last of the height. You can see down past the gate, the um, walls stand about nine foot tall as they are barbed along the top. But other than that, it's hard to see any other guards or much activity from this distance. Daniel kind of looks at this. It's like through the front or over the wall, do we think? Probably be easier to go over the wall. Yeah. Can we kind of, is there can we kind of circle such that we're out of this guard's view? Oh, yeah, pretty easily. Just make me stealth checks. Basically, just don't biff it, really. Watch me proceed to biff it. I'm assuming because Cicero's still on my shoulder, I don't need to roll for him. No, he. You don't really need to roll for him, particularly unless he goes off to do his own thing. If he's on your shoulder, that's cocked. You're basically not rolling for him. I haven't rolled a plastic dice in ages. But that's a 21. Azrael is stealthy. 17. Not as stealthy. I mean, Azrael's made of air, basically. Azrael hides in Nathaniel's shadow. I've misplaced the child. I'm here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you don't even have to try to sneak past him. It, you basically just walk around. He doesn't seem to pick you guys up as he just rubs his head a little bit more and you start to make your way around the side past the houses before you come along to the um, side of this building where you see the um, guard about 40 foot down by the gate to the left hand side okay uh, I have an idea Azriel. okay well I don't really want to get caught in that barbed wire so the standard climbing approach is not as feasible. What is feasible? And he kind of shakes his wings out a little bit. I could give you a lift over the top. Might be an idea. Only if you're comfortable with it. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. That's fine. I'm not... There's very little that actually makes me uncomfortable. I just figured... Apart from her... <laughs> Oh no, she's just fun to terrorise. It is fun. And uh, as Azrael is a Monsters of the Multiverse Ganassi, they don't actually have Levitate yet, so <laughs> they're gonna need the hand. Yeah, kind of looks at it. It's like, can your little friend hold on on his own? Always imagine. To you. Always imagine Cicero sounds like a guinea pig. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> yeah, he looks up as you men as you point at him and you just get a couple like almost guinea pig sounding weeks as he looks at you with a head tilt. 
I will take that as a yes, little fella. He's got his own little set of wings anyway. He's cute. What's what's this one's name anyway? This is Cicero. Hello, Cicero, I'm Nathaniel. Cicero probably just twitches his big ears. Spot the ranger, everybody. He's introducing himself to every creature. Yeah, so if possible, I'd like to kind of just pop us... You said the wall's about nine feet tall, yeah? I'd like to go about 15 foot up, over, and then immediately back down again. Um, I'm not going to make you roll any strength checks for it. I'm just going to go on the um, thing that um, when carrying a, a heavy item or another individual, like a character, it's half movement. So it'd just be half flight, basically. Yeah, so it's just it takes me a few more seconds. We just kind of go, whoop, whoop, whoop. I'm just going to try and like land behind. I mean, there's probably like boxes and shipments and things all over the place, just in case there are patrolling guards in the actual compound bit, because I don't really want to like land in front of one and be like, ha ha, hello. Oh, I've come <laughs> to steal stuff. I have yeah. come to break in. Please direct you me. You cannot to us. see us. <laughs> Please give us your sensitive materials. If you just stand really still, you're basically invisible. Yes, I am Drax. Uh, you, as you are, you watch his um, Nathaniel's quite... What colour were they again? They're gunmetal grey. Gunmetal grey, yeah. You watch his Nathaniel's like, gunmetal grey wings open up wide as they like... Grab, grab you by the arms and hoist you over this fence with a few flats before before you both drop onto the ground behind some um, crates near the wall. Oof. There we go. That's something. Yeah. They're uh, an odd thing to live with. How do you sleep on your back? I don't. I have to sleep on my side. All my friends. That's that's terrible that you don't have the option. It's even weirder when you like forget that your wings are slightly out and then you go to go through like a door frame and it's too narrow. And you're just like that. Ah. Bead curtains exist in your world yet. Sorry. The bead curtains exist yet. <laughs> yeah, why not? Azrael is having a mental image of Nathaniel going through a bead curtain. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's many reasons why Nathaniel doesn't come into populated towns and cities that often. Bead curtains are probably one of them. Bead curtains are the enemy. <laughs> yes, they are. All my characters actually hate bead curtains. It's canon. Damien it's a bit like hates beaded them. car seats. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with them? They're fun to sit on. They must have just back horrible. for you. Right, what I mean, can we see in this ominous courtyard of boxes? Um, it looks fairly stripped, to be honest. There's not a lot of activity. The stable over by the um wall that would be directly opposite to where the guard was sat 
that's empty apart from one one last horse that's um sat there nursing its leg. Um you don't see a lot of activity. You see you don't see any guards over near the stables. You do see one guard who looks like he's fallen asleep mid-shift right down the end by what looks like a communal toilet. Can I basically look through Cicero's eyes and send him up into the air? Because he's a lot less noticeable than the Azimar. Yeah, you just watch uh, Azriel's head tilt to the side slightly as their eyes just flash white in Cicero seems to perk up as he um, leaps from their shoulders. What does Cicero see? So are you send him in the building, or are you just like having him scan the outside? Uh, I'm gonna have him scan the outside for now. As he um, flutters around the outside, he first makes his way to the front of the building, where you see two guards by the front door seeming to um, have a game of um, chess going on with a um, old wooden board by the um, sat in front of the front door and as he flies round to the um, left hand side of the compound once again it's completely empty with guards there's basically no one here on the outside anyway that you've seen before he does a loop round the back where the wall connects to the building and back round down the right hand side where he sees the um, guard who's fallen asleep on his shift. Is there any windows he can look in? As he turns his head to, he turns his head to the right. Hmm. He doesn't see any windows, but then he swings back round to the front again, where there is like an open window. That's probably what's the best way to describe it. You know, like the hotel windows, where there's like got the big square window and then the little like frame window on top of it that yeah. opens up like that it's like opened up slightly so a person wouldn't fit for it but he could squeeze through that quite easily I guess send him in there then yeah. as he um, flutters through and pops his head through wings, wings wriggling a little bit as he climbs in and latches onto the wall he scans the area around him he what he sees is a um, a dirt floor with some empty crates but on the right hand side there are some um, crates that a, um, a worker seems to be um, putting nails into to shut it securely to the left hand side of him you see a staircase leading up to a um, upper floor where there seems to be a um, wooden box built of an office but apart from the one guy in here who seems to be nailing crate shut that's it in here okay I'm gonna call Cicero back then and when Azrael's back in their own body as it were they're going to reel off all of this to Nathaniel that's like bullet points (laughs) Nathaniel, who's, I mean, he he's a ranger by trade, he's seen people with, like, spirit animals and the whole shebang, so people suddenly looking possessed and an animal flying off is basically a Tuesday. <laughs> that office may be what we're after. 
That would make sense. I mean... From where we are, can I see any doors into the building itself? Um, the only door that seemed to be visible... You don't see any doors that seem to be visible, but from what Azrael described, they mentioned the big barn doors at the front of the building. Well, that's all they seem to see. Mm. For a door-wise. It's either doors or we try and lever the windows open more. I think the doors would be the better bet in this case. For a start, they're wider. With all due respect. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I think if we stand there tugging at windows, that's somehow more noticeable. Or should we make our way around that way? Okay. Kind of do that thing where you go from like box cover to box cover, <laughs> round towards where the barn doors are. Stealth. As you start to make your way round, you um, hug tight to the barn as you hide behind a set of crates that are sort of like stacked around both corners. Peeking round, you see about. Ten foot ahead of you, two two guards sat by a um, makeshift table with a crate as they play a game of chess. The guard on the left, who seems to be the most sober one, is appearing to be winning. As the other guard on the opposite side, who looks a little bit more ragged and hungover, is just slowly getting more aggravated by this game. Are the barn doors, like, open at all? Are they shut? Are they on fire? <laughs> Shambles hasn't been quite anywhere near them yet. With flames, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're intact. Um, they yeah. appear... They don't appear locked, but what you do see is they're um, open ever so... They're like tilting forwards, like they're going to open slightly because of the way this land tilts slightly. And there's a... Um, beam that goes, there's like a wooden beam that goes across, just sat in between the um, handles to keep the door closed. So, from what you can see, literally, you pull the um, beam off the handles and the doors will just swing straight open. Okay. So we just need to get the guards to sod off for a minute. Aside from the windows, is there anything breakable maybe in the other direction? Because if you break things, it tends to make noise. From what you saw, this is just mostly like stone foundation, wooden panel sides, so it would break with enough of a thump. Mm. I was thinking more along the lines, is there something I can throw a rock at? Is You said there was a stable, right? Yeah, there's a stable. Um... It looks fairly like the guards look quite occupied with their game of chess. As you look over to the left, you can see just like one horse that looks like it's got a slightly injured knee as it does try to keep it off the ground ever so slightly. Is there anything breakable in the vicinity of the horse? Because I kind of want to try and spook the horse so the guards have to go calm it down so it doesn't hurt its leg more. There's not so much 
anything breakable. But what you can see lent up against the stable is a um, quite a gargantuan stack of firewood. That's like wood that from broken crates and packaging that they've thrown away and it's all stacked quite vigorously against the um, stable. So with a hard enough hit, that will just all fall down and cause quite a ruckus. Potentially. Kind of nudge Azrael and I'm like, I could try and shoot that pile of wood to get their attention. Sounds like an idea. I'll take the shot, you go for the door. I do a tiny salute, get ready to run. <laughs> yeah, so... Nathaniel's pretty used to drawing on the fly, so he very much just pulls his, pulls his longbow off his back, like strings in an arrow steps out for a millisecond releases it steps back in to cover just like just like peekaboo uh make me an attack roll with advantage please well those are both the same number that's 22. 22 yeah the the arrow flies is it hits the um, bottom of this stack and the whole stack just collapses and a loud bang is it knocks some um, glass bottles that was sat by the side of the stable is the noise sort of erupts in the very quiet area the um, guard behind you down by the bathroom doesn't seem to stir but the horse just freaks out snapping the um, rope that holds it in the stable and starts galloping yet limping along is the guards get up and chase it down the um, left-hand side and around the corner. I run for the door. <laughs> are you following or are you doing something else? Oh, I'm following. I just... Okay. I had to do the arrow thing first and it was in case that went horribly wrong. <laughs> um, as you quickly run forward in, swing open the door, the the door swing open. The guard behind you by the gate doesn't seem to have picked up on any of this. As you swing the doors shut and pull the um, bolts straight through on this side, you turn around just to see the one worker, who isn't armed or wearing guard's armor. He just looks at the two of you confused, holding his hammer and a nail. Uh, can I help you? Ooh. Ah, yes. Uh, we just need to get some paperwork from the office. You, you, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. I didn't see anything. I don't get. I ping him a gold piece on my way past. He, he, he grabs it. He looks at his and grabs it, just because you appreciate and nod as he carries on hammering his crate shut. That's the phrase. I'm not paid enough to care. <laughs> I scarper to where, as real said, pointed out where the office was. Um, you you quickly make your way up the stairs and along the um, <laughs> pathway as you click open the door and open up into an absolutely bare bones in stinking of mole office. But well, you you can tell 
people only coming here dump paperwork and never enter this place again. They're an average office. So, we're after anything to do with the mayor and the disappearances. I mean, you take the left, I'll take the right, I guess. Azrael will investigate. Paperwork montage. <laughs> okay, uh, both of you make me investigation checks. You can have an advantage because it's a pretty small building. It's nine plus six, fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, fourteen plus one, also fifteen. Okay. Um, so you both scour um filing cabinets and bookshelves of what's left of the damp books and the damp paperwork. Um, ew, 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 ew. Yuck. <laughs> on, on your side, you find um, delivery notes and stuff in. Um, it's high enough. There's absolutely nothing of importance in this drawer, but as you get to the end of the drawer from the final, you notice that the drawer in this filing cabinet looks newer than the rest of the um looks newer than the rest of the wood that this filing cabinet's built from I'll pull out the drawer entirely and be like hello is anything in there as you as you start to pull out the drawer it like comes to a halt but you notice the bottom panel move as you try to pull the drawer out as if it's a false panel moving around the ew and the mold and the ew and I like push out the false panel and then immediately go ew um, as you pull out the panel you notice a stack of you notice one singular stack of um, files in a folder and that seems much more pristine than the other delivery notes above it I take the folder and I replace the false bottom and I shut the door again. As you pull out that, Azriel on your side as you're checking these shelves and pushing stuff to the side, nothing stands out apart from a um a silver jar that's been sealed at the top. Um a sticker is placed over the front of this glass saying test sample as there's this strange like orange liquid that's almost like jello in its consistency but it seems to have an odd shine to it and you being innate having innate magic you can tell there is a not it's not got much to it but there is a magical property to this the contents in this jar i will take the shiny orange jelly as you pull it out and sit it on the um main table Nathaniel sits this um folder down in as you open it it says um delivery shipment of it says Del delivery shipment of necrosis to the murky marsh it's got necrosis. dates as you flick through these folders it's got countless dates going back up to nearly five years ago of shipments all just signed off by different people. How Most do you of deliver them, necrosis? 
Sorry. Most of them appear to be signed under the singular initial of A. Anya? So, could be the mayor. Hmm. Why do you have a jar of orange jelly? Found it on the side. Apparently it's a sample. But how do you deliver necrosis? I mean, it could be a shortened version of whatever the substance is called. That would make more sense. Yeah, I... I'd really hope you wouldn't be able to just deliver necrosis like a pizza. <laughs> that would be horrifying. Right, let's get out of here. Yeah. We've done what we came to do. Is there a back door away from the barn doors? Stop eating Skittles, Alex. <laughs> As you head back down the stairs, the um guy looks to you. Um, excuse me. I'm not going to ask the fact that you're taking a test sample, because I mean, that's what's in these crates. Don't know what they're for, but that's what he ships. Um, but there so the is Marky a, Marsh? Um, uh, this, this crate's going to Avroso, I believe. A, um, a criminal out there bought it for quite a high price, and Obviously, if someone's... You're not meant to sell to criminals, but if people are paying well enough, they'll deliver to anyone. Don't know what it's for, but... It sells in quite vast quantities recently. What was that place again, Alex? Um, Avroto. A-V-R-O-T-O. Um, out in the outback, you've got two towns. You've got Aubreus, which is right it, right on the um, edge of the desert. If you're coming up from um, Also Pass, but out on the hillsides of um, the middle of the desert, right by the um, forest, you've got a town called Evroto, which is a town that criminals are basically taken over. So, if you're a wanted individual, a dangerous murderer, drug dealer, or just any kind of bad kind of criminal, chances is they've probably fleed to that town. Because that's the only place most criminals are welcome. Yeah, because the desert clan of Azamar are somewhat near there. Well, is there a back door here, mate? If you could just give me a hand to pull this crate, there's oh, yeah. a false panel right here. Use my muscles. It's the two of you pull this crate along. He um, walks up in, pulls the panel off the wall. Um, it does go right past the toilet, so you might want to hold, cover your nose as you crawl through the space. I'll cover this back up as you go through. Good luck, mate. Good. good luck to you. I've had enough of this job anyway. Get out, all right, all right? Bye. <laughs> Bye, nice man. <laughs> the, the nice oh. man gives you a nod as you crawl through the um, crawling space between the um, 
the guards bathroom in the building and it does absolutely reek as you squeeze through the space but you manage to pop your way out standing up you see the um guard who's sort of fallen asleep on the job about three foot away from you as he's fast asleep sneaky sneak kind of look at Azriel and do like the mime of like hold wings question mark he thumbs up <laughs> and grab Azriel making sure like that they're holding on to the jar carefully and we'll just kind of step back a little bit from Mr. Sleepy Boy so I don't hit him in the face with wings when oh, I expand my oh, wings no. back. <laughs> I'm awake! I'm awake! <laughs> and then just go up and over into a side street again. That's fine. I'm not going to make you roll for that. You've caused absolute chaos in the yards. So <laughs> you get out with relative ease. I think the horse might be kicking someone to death. Well, if they haven't given the horse proper healthcare going by the state of that leg, they fucking deserve it. Oh, I'm, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying I think the horse may be kicking him to death. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, horsey. Bye, horsey. <laughs> well, I mean, now what? Yes. We go back. Oh, yeah. and there I mean to deliver the jelly and smelly paper. Yeah, go deliver it. Be like, here you go. Go solve your problem. <laughs> Give the, sure the other lady some money before she explodes. <laughs> well, I don't think they're back yet. <laughs> or are they? Are they, DM? And meanwhile, as Nathaniel and Azriel finish their job, what awaits the other two? Find out next time in Tales of Meridian. This podcast was brought to you by me, Alex, in conjunctions with Visionaries Global Media and Mass Attack Productions.